Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 215. I'm your lovely host today, as always, or tonight, David Palermo. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, but really just hit up to Instagram. It's the most active, easiest platform to promote this thing and really have a good time with some fun um, when we're up to it. So also a daily video, usually once a week somewhere, so check the live thing. If you want the latest thoughts on the Buffalo Bills or life, okay? Maybe I'll catch a picture of me working on some Bills gear. As always, brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. And, uh, you know, support those guys at PunchDrunk on Twitter or wherever. So, um, on the line today, we will have Kevin Masseri from Lockdown Bills. And Kevin doesn't mess around. And I really have always enjoyed our conversations. And he's a friend as well. And I am proud to say so here's the music, and as always, numbillsfan.com. You want to contribute, hit the Amazon link, click through, and boom, or you can hit the donate button on the PayPal thing. Thanks. All right, Kevin. Hello. We're here. Hey, Dave. Hey. Um. So, you know, we were kind of talking before, and uh, I hit you up earlier, and I wasn't really sure what to talk about. But the topic I have today for us is pretty much just like along the lines of eventing. Of uh, the the perspective has changed. Where if you go down my Twitter line. I'm the fucking negative douchebag about the Bills. Like, I'm the negative guy of guys that would fucking shred apart on the podcast, and I'm just a fucking douchebag. And and I'm not trying to say I'm worried about what people think, because I truly don't fucking care. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I really don't care, because you can send me anything you want. I'll laugh, and I'll have a conversation with you, and I will point out the facts. And it always ends the same way, whether it's a close friend or not, which is why do we even root for the team? Why do you, And it's like, you know what, dude? I ain't supporting fucking some bad leaders of a country. I'll be the one to be like, yo, fuck you. This is bullshit. And, like, I feel like I got into this podcasting thing to be the Bill's bullshit filter. And when we started it up, Deacon um, was on board uh in the beginning especially like we were big rex ryan fans we thought it was funny you know and it was a comical thing and it it was just funny and and for some reason i lost the funny with it but um you know i felt bad because during the doug marone years i actually felt like i do now with with mcdermott which is like man i ain't super impressed i could take it or leave you but you got a lot of work to do to impress me because whether it's coaching decisions or roster decisions or whatever the fuck, I'm not too impressed. And again, my Twitter line now just looks negative, 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 negative to a point where even people I know are kind of like, yo, dude, why are you so like negative and shit? It's like, yo, I don't buy into the fucking process. And, um, you know, I come from the rule of don't tell me about your fucking shit. Just do it. Just do it. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Just fucking do it. Talk about a plan? What fucking plan? I see lack of foresight. I see the same problems pre-draft, after the draft. 
And here we are, week 15 or 16 just wrapped up. We're going to last week. And the Bills are nowhere even fucking close to the playoffs this year or even next year. So, Kevin, um, you know, we started doing this crap out of, like, good faith from our hearts. Um, you had building the herd at first. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. The, the perspective for me is actually shifted, but I'm still the happy person. It's just the Bills games are, 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 I would say, the common theme from a lot of diehards lately is unwatchable. So, yeah, I mean, Dave, I think as you cover it more and you podcast more and blog or talk about it or go to press conferences or cover training camp or work with whatever networks have came uh, come and gone and whatever, you know, for me, I've been on, you know, I'm now on uh, Locked on Bills, which is actually we've grown. We're actually one of the largest daily podcasts in the country, um, especially for the NFL. A lot of our shows are top 100. Um, you know, it's pretty serious business, like getting into it and um, making a buck or two doing it. But I think it becomes more of a business and a little bit less of like a way to get your mind off of things as it used to be. And then, you know, complete overhaul of a coaching staff from a kind of a joker clown guy um, who's now in the media and, you know, a guy who used to give you a great press conference and you go kind of go to the polar opposite, but you still have the same problems. I mean, you have a team that's worse on offense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor led a top 10 offense under Rex Ryan. I mean, that's pretty forgotten. Anthony Lynn's one of the best coaches in the league right now, uh, getting nominated for coach of the year. Um, you know, you had Jim Schwartz on staff, um, you know, with under Doug Marone, another great defensive coordinator, won the Super Bowl. Um, and you end up with, you know, a Carolina clone. Carolina's just gone in the tanks. You know, there's been talks of, you know, what Cam Newton is or isn't. Um, you know, that's the model we're copying, a team that kind of peaked um, you know, now, now is our, you know, seven and ninth football team right now, um, you know, with their philosophy of playing defense and drafting limited offensive players, the bills just decided, Dave, you know what, we made the playoffs. I'm going to buy myself some time and then I'm going to cut the entire roster. They have 60 million in dead cap space. I mean, that's an entire team's offense. Um, whether you agree with it as a fan, whether you agree with it, Dave, it's just what they did. There's not going to be any talent on this team. I mean, you can't have an offensive line when you have 60 million in dead cap space. I mean, some teams play with the cap so much that 60 million, I mean, that's, that could be 10 starters. I mean, that that's just a lot of talent. I mean, that's, that's a lot of talent. You're playing with 104 million on the cap right now. Um, league low. Meaning, I mean, you have like 40, I mean, you're playing with like, you know, in hockey analogy, you're like playing men to man down. I mean, you really are. I mean, economically, you're playing a man down right now. And that's what Brandon Bean decided. I, you know, after cutting Kelvin Benjamin and, and moving on from Andre Holmes and make a couple more moves. I mean, there's 70 million in dead cap space, 70 million. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely astronomical. And I mean, obviously the cap this year was 177 million. So 70, you know, if you're, if you're 70 million, Dave and 177 million, you're talking about 40%. Uh, it's like playing two men down in hockey. And, and, and all they do is they blame Doug Whaley. And like I said, Chef yep. Jim Overdorf never has had a problem getting these contracts under the belt. And a little bit of revisionist history. 
There were fucking years I prayed the Bills would have a salary cap problem. Thank God you have a salary cap problem. Holy shit. That must mean you have some fucking talent. That right. must really mean you have some fucking prime talent. And, you know, the, the, the beef I got, Kevin, is they have no equity. They have no idea what the definition of equity is. And people are like, oh, you got $90 million in cap space. You're going to have so much cap space. No, there's actually a few teams above the Bills in cap space. And if you're a wide receiver, which not even many quality ones are even available, why the fuck would you go to Buffalo? Why the fuck would you go to Buffalo? Tell me why the fuck you would come to Buffalo as a wide receiver to watch your fucking career die? Really? Oh, you people are talking, oh, it's straight for A.J. Green. I would like it, too. But he's coming off an injury. Oh, you want to talk numbers? 31 years old. And then you want to talk about fucking player morale? You want to talk about player morale? Come getting shipped to fucking Buffalo? Cool. Really fucking great. Really? I'm sure that's exactly what A.J. Green wants, is to come to fucking Buffalo. And a fact is, Kevin, is all these fans are talking about all this cap space and bullshit when the cheapest way to acquire talent is through the fucking draft. And I'm not saying that all six picks in the top three rounds that they had last year, uh, besides the fact that it was the most equitable draft I could ever dream of the Bills ever fucking having, and you could be like, oh, my God, they're not taking Josh Allen because they would have taken Pat Mahomes because this coach has a plan. And, you know, they could have actually fucking built a brand new offensive line in front of Pat Mahomes with the receiver to boot. But meanwhile, everybody on offense is, you know, fucking digress. Zay Jones is doing what he should, being a good receiver. And he's actually been solid. I'm fucking stoked on him. He had a little bit of a rough couple games and some dropsies again. But, you know, it's just like they go... And people want to say, well, incognito and wood, they really threw the wrench in their plane. Oh, yeah, well, cool. Good thing you had six fucking picks in the top three rounds. But, no, you traded away a left tackle that was here, re-signed in Buffalo, was a second-round pick, very valuable, played very well, I thought. And so he had a little bit of an ankle injury. Has he been, you know, good with the Bengals? It seemed to be. You know, at least the first half of the year I was paying attention to that. And uh, before Andy Dalton got hurt, last I checked, he was doing good, Cordy Glenn. And Deion Dawkins had one promising year. One. Not a fucking Hall of Fame left tackle career. Fucking one. So move him to the right. Okay? And then Dukas, no offense to the man, but he was a bad backup when he came here. Bodine, a bad backup when he came here. Now let's just cross our fingers and fucking roll with it. Let's just fucking roll with it. And then LaShawn McCoy looks fucking dead. LaShawn McCoy looks so fucking dead. But do we forget that Juan Casio, who's Juan Casio? Review. Offensive game, fuck, or offensive run coordinator, or, or fucking fuck, I'm dumb. And fucking offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. And both areas have sucked fucking donkey dick. Well, could I tell you who the worst run blocker in the NFL is at tackle? Who? Cordy Glenn. He's light rated dead last in run block in the NFL. Um, he's 64th out of, uh, qualifying 84 total tackles, meaning he's not even right out of the top two starting tackles in the league, meaning you, he's ranked as a backup right now below 
Dawkins. I thought that was a good move, shutting that salary, getting up the pick. Um, but you are onto something with. What I'm trying to uh, say is that's 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 more equity, and it's like he played well in Buffalo. I thought. You know what I mean, I'm saying? He's making twelve million dollars to be the worst run blocker in the NFL. Yeah, but don't you think a guy like that with injuries, you approach him with the with the renegotiation? Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But yeah, it's like yeah, to I mean, me, that's still part of the equation to get Josh Allen, which is a gamble. You know what I mean? And it's just like that's another player when you need players on your fucking team. Right. You know what I mean? And if you're not I mean, dude, I don't well, how much money on a side note did they save on Eric Woods retirement? No, um, I mean, they lost money. No, no, no. Um, remember, they postponed it. He was going to retire, have a big presser. Yeah, and they put a June one, June first. Uh, yeah, wasn't it only on like two million or something? Or am I making? Nah, it nah. It's the way he retired actually escalated the salary on it, costing him nine points, uh, ten point three million dollars on the cap this year. So what if he didn't retire? What if he retired before? That was the argument. They, they were going to even make him like a special ambassador or something, and he wouldn't have cost as much on the salary. That's why there there was a whole battle. Um, but you know, dude retired and the $10.3 million escalated after re-signing a deal last year. The bills, that, that was a stupid situation. The bills felt pretty bad about it. And then incognito goes off the rails. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. 14, with- a 14 offensive linemen in rounds two and three of the draft for 2018, you know? And the problem is, dude, is I don't mind losing, um, you and I were very passionate fans during the Chan Gailey years, and, and, you know, some people think I have a boner for Chan Gailey in it, those years. But what I saw was I learned a lot about coaching. I took on to the homerism pressers, which is like, you know, we just got to teach these guys fundamental football. But at the end of the day, it really is about fundamental football, man. You got to have your, your, your war starts in the trenches. And these guys are unprepared in the trenches. Um as far as offensively on the ball, I mean, Leslie Frazier is a wonderful defensive coordinator. I'm really stoked on the defense. But, again, I'm not impressed. I've seen defenses turn around in one year. We've seen it in Buffalo with Patton and Schwartz. You don't have to have lights out. you got to have middle of the pack. Okay? And the Bills have had no help on offense. Danny Crossman, you and I watched him at camp together um, on the side field. And I don't even think that guy knows how to evaluate talent. Like that, that dude. That dude's just a wreck. Like, I mean, people think I, you know, like I've been told everything from like, why does it matter? To like, why do you care? To like, why do you hate the guy? And it's like because he's an awful coach, losing football games at this point. Like, it's special teams. Like, yeah, like you can't. It's not going to always win you games. It can. It certainly can. Look, they won the Lions game from it, but it's going to lose you games. They they lost a ton of games this year because of it. Miami, New York, they all stuck out to me. Thought they were awful last week against the Patriots. I mean, special teams have been terrible. I mean, the guy needs to go on Monday morning. I mean, there's just no if and you can't tell me you're seriously trying to make this team better and keep the guy. Special teams now ranks last in the league. You've had a miserable season punting. You've had tried different punters. You know, you got your kicker hurt because you couldn't block. You you still getting kicks blocked. I mean, that's on your special teams. Dude, you know, blocking schemes. Can I, mean, I can I interrupt you before I forget? Sure. And then I'll kick it back to you. Um, how about you just fucking find punters and you forget that they got to hold the fucking ball, which equates to fucking points. 
Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you just stick with somebody. Now house girl looks shot because you don't have a guy who can hold a fucking ball and, and house girl didn't kick the one ball. I don't blame him. Like, dude, it's you also, tough. You're also, like, not even just holding it. That's that's a problem. You're not even blocking right now. He got blindside blocked because he, he, he got a kick blocked. I mean, you had a kick block last week. I okay, mean, so atrocious. is that on the GM or the special teams coach? Like, That's who's on the special the- teams coach to designate his players? Or, I mean, at, at you know, if if if, if you're going to really pass the blame, it's on the coach. Dude, they just don't to say seem I don't to have know the right what personnel the f- to your GM to go out and get you a workouts for the right personnel. I'm about ready to flip the fucking table. I mean, I made a shit joke. And I was serious when I said it before the season started. And the kid who sits next to me at the Bills games, he fucking treaded me. Oh, fuck you. Whatever. Fuck you. I'm going to save this tweet. And I go, the Browns are going to have a better fucking record than the Bills. <laughs> and it's like, Greg fucking Williams and the Browns. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me right now, dude. I mean, you they just had the first overall pick and took Baker Mayfield, who was my quarterback one. Like, that's all it was. Uh-huh. And the Bills to have a quarterback who puts up the identical stats to we did in college. And you're hearing mid-year, because we haven't talked since the beginning of the year. You're hearing mid-year, like, bringing in Derek Anderson was just like, oh, man, it's helped out so much. Yeah, no fucking shit, Josh. I've been hammering that for you in the corner, dude. I've been trying to get you this vet since the fucking draft, homie. Trying to get the guy that can show you how to prepare. How to do that shit. How to get in there. And not fuck the dog. Don't learn from fucking Nathan Peterman. But no, they brought in A.J. McCarron. Who doesn't have 800 yards fucking in the NFL at the time of live action. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's how you treat your best investment. Holy fuck. Why don't I take, like, three gold cards and invest it into, like, a fucking average tops card, you fucking morons? No. You get the fucking guy. You protect the guy. And the Bills' game plan is clearly a coach's game plan. We really just want to do whatever it takes to win, even if that means concuss our fucking brand-new quarterback. Like, what the fuck? We're going to ship out receivers or not even try resigning some or bring in any fast guys so like... Week seven of the year, and uh, uh, Calvin Benjamin, we're not even going to get, like, a bag of footballs in fucking 2030 for him. We're just going to let him fucking go after the trade deadline. LaShawn McCoy, we're not going to use him much anyways, really give him much opportunity, even though he's kind of sucking. Um, but our offensive line has sucked again for year two. Nah, we're not going to ship him off or anything. Nope. People have interest in Jerry Hughes. He's got, what, like a, a year or two left on his contract? I don't fucking know you and know. And not, don't ship him off. Like, what is the fucking plan here? Like, what? I don't know where this team's going, dude. Like, I just don't get it. And it's just like, like, dude, I don't. Okay, what do you do? Do you go into the draft now and you just pick random offensive linemen that might not gel with the offensive line scheme you're going to fucking run? Is that what's going to fucking happen? Because, you know, now you got to get really versatile offensive linemen. Like, like that's the shit we're going to run into. Fucking, dude, I I just think it's, I'm not saying pull the plug. 
If the, but I'm literally in the same fucking predicament. I was a Doug Marone, which is just like, yo, I could take it or fucking leave it. Okay, you guys both tell me nothing in the fucking media. Both full of shit. Okay, Doug Marone pissed me off because CJ Spiller. It's like we watched it for years, suck fucking donkey balls between the tackles. And year three, he figures it out. Year end of year three, they fire Changeli. You know, offense did have a down year. Fitzpatrick was not magical, and it just sucked. You know, and so Dog Moron comes in, and they undo all the progress with your precious first-round pick. Like, I don't know, dude. Just, I'm not impressed with defense. Wade Phillips goes anywhere he goes, or top five defense. Like, year one usually it feels like. So, um, How about teams like Baltimore, Chicago, beating the offensive teams this year? Like, everyone's like, pumping up offensive teams but Baltimore there's a legitimate chance to win Chicago is ridiculous because of their defense like Mitchell Trubisky is in it they don't have any anyone on offense it seems not that good offensively I mean you have a defensive team there I mean that's you know kind of what the Bills are believe in and those those kind of teams have, have shut down the offensive team so far and when those teams are matching up Dude, you're making the Orleans my... got better on defense. That's how they're winning. You're making my point, though, for better offensive linemen because the Bills need to control the clock. They need to take... Sure. They need to not I, have I, three I and outs. They got to fucking, you know, and, and it's just like they could have really... I guess I'm really upset, Kevin, because I did not want to have a one-and-done playoff year and have exactly this. And if there was one way they could have made the playoffs, it wasn't that way that I wanted to see it. It's not the way that it happened. You'd because, want to see a Tyler Boyd touchdown with time running out? No. I mean, was it exciting? Hell yeah. But now it's anointed the coach and general manager all this, frankly, extra credit that they don't deserve. Like, the, the team was just, out of the last five years, if you don't count this one, but the five years prior, they were worse statistically than any team four years prior to them. So right. um, it, it's just a crock of shit. It's a lot of false hope. And I'm just not impressed. So it's hard to be super excited about the team right now. I'll be dead honest. Like it's, I don't want to say it's hard to podcast because I, I, I love talking about it, you know. Um, but I, I'm just a competitor, and it's always been like that. Um, I was always the first on pick, clearly. You know, my measurables aren't that great. Um, so it, it, it's like... Dave, for, you're always a first-round pick. In your heart, I know. But realistically, no. And when it comes down to it, dude, I, I just wanted to see the Bills make it back to the playoffs. And when a few weeks ago, everybody's 7-6, and six, and there's like three big things I could tell you that could have maybe two out of three could have went better for him. And that's based, I think, not even on necessarily the play on the field, but before you even play the games, which is I could argue with you that a better general manager would make you into the playoffs. I could argue that couple that with an actual offensive line coach or even just a quarterback's coach with Josh Allen or a veteran quarterback like a Teddy Bridgewater or somebody 
serviceable to start and win you some games. When Nick Foles wins the important games for the Eagles last year, it's just like, I don't know, dude. The quarterback position is the most marketed position in football. And that there's just dumb, oh, you know what to say, you got to have a quarterback. No, you really fucking don't. And you and I talk for the last couple of years, man. I've been saying the running game is on the stealth coming back. And Bill Belichick always runs the ball. That's what people forget. But it's what you do after that. What is your run set up? And it sounds stupid, but run into play action is always a great thing. And when you watch these game drives and you watch how many times they actually throw the ball and run the ball, they don't really run that many plays when you think about how many third downs they get into, how many second downs. You know, they really don't run a shitload of plays. So, like, you know, I felt like you just got to – they could have made the playoffs this year, I felt like. I mean, this is the year we've been looking for. And they just have these big, it's just like how they go about it. There's just like no urgency. It's just like they're lethargic. You know, Peterman was a joke. And you got like Thursday quarterbacks and fucking San Fran throwing up big numbers and shit. You got Mac Barkley coming in off the fucking street. You know what I mean? Like, dude, come on. And Calvin Benjamin never looked better than having Anderson or Benjamin or uh, Barkley throwing the ball, you know, because they, they throw with touch. Or is it great throws from fucking Anderson? Not necessarily, but, like, he actually wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, I wanted to crush him, but not really. Like, Anderson was a, a, the guy I'm kind of looking for, you know. And allegedly they wanted McCown or something like that, you know, which would have been great, which would have been great for, um, you know, Josh Allen and and I like Josh, dude. I I don't have a beef with the players at all, man. I support the players. It's just I don't support the guy. There's two guys I don't like to support, and that's the person who hated Rex Ryan. And you're excited that Shaq lost and fucked somebody up in a football game, when that's Rex's guy and also a guy that like not even Rex's guy, but it's his pick. And even Shaq doesn't know why Rex drafted him. But, like, Sean McDermott has never had anything nice to say about Shaq Lawson until that. And, oh, no one's going to come in here and disrespect us. And then I also got a problem with the guy, and I'll toss it to you, who's, frankly, the white guy is calling another fucking radio station. You know, there's just something about Josh Allen. There's something about, you just got it, man. I'm telling it. And then the ball goes sailing into the fucking stands over the sideline. And then he throws some awesome throw, you know, or he, he plays football like I play fucking Madden. It's awesome. I love watching him play. It's fun. But I was also the guy who can live in, who can live with Tyrod Taylor not throwing the ball over the middle because he didn't need to. It worked. Just get me first down. Stop pointing out what he doesn't do and focus on what works. It's chess. Everybody has their different attributes. Can you stop it? I mean, come on. You know, it's not fucking rocket science. And then you got other guys like Fitz were just like, I'll never forget his opening throw, home opener to Scott Chandler. It was a simple out. He fucking missed him. And fan, But I can deal with that. So I can deal with Josh Allen. But when you don't support him right, and then you're that fan who you're loving Josh Allen for everything you fucking hated about Tyrod Taylor, it's like everything is inverted right now, Kevin. It's just so inverted it's just weird it's like do you guys forget that we saw this movie with ej manuel coming in with doug marone with no real quarterbacks coach and i said the same shit 
I said the same shit. Who's the real quarterbacks coach? Says offensive coordinator is going to double duty it. And one not of the, the best, huh? one of the best um, quarterback coaches in the league, or is available. John DeFilippo. DeFilippo. I mean, he's a guy that they definitely need to entertain to bring in at this point. Fired from Minnesota as their offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, like he's like the best quarterback coach ever. I think they need to definitely think about that, Dave. Dude, they need to, man. And what's amazing is already we're on the sec. We're going into the last week of football, Kevin. And it's like last couple days, right, dude? Isn't it crazy? Because before you know it, there's articles from the Bills in like August. Oh, Josh, what's it like to? You know, like, he's been, like, fucking, like, he hasn't been in the building only 10 times before that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So it, it, It's like every year I can write the same fucking article, and I understand. I understand the writers now. I understand the people who do it for a living. It, it's, you know, I do this as a hobby. It's something to grow on. Um, I, I enjoy. I have fun talking to you. But what do you have to say about people who love Josh Allen but hated Tyrod Taylor? My my thoughts on that. I think it's kind of weird. As I talked to Deacon about it, do a whole podcast about it. Because he's on the Bills Mafia board and to tease that podcast, um, he was saying that. He's like, dude, that's like half the battles I break up are like that shit, you know? Cause I was, think always, it's weird. I mean, I... I I don't really know a ton of what to say about if there's underlying reasons why you like one or the other ones, like a dude from the farm that, you know, and one, you know, doesn't have that mantra. I don't know. I, I liked them. I like them both. I've always liked Tyrod Taylor. I thought he was good. Um, thought I should be on this team. I think Josh Allen is more aggressive and I don't really think they're similar players. No, not at all. Um, so I think the comparison's weird. I mean, I think the only thing in common is that Josh Allen ran for a bunch of yards for three weeks. Well, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying is that's what people that's you know he doesn't make the throws. He doesn't make the throws, and it's just like, okay, well Josh Allen doesn't make all the fucking throws accurately either. So like, what's the difference? There's it's either the ball doesn't get thrown, or the ball gets intercepted. Or the ball doesn't get thrown, or it gets thrown, and it's way fucking off. So, it's like, I never equated Tyrod Taylor with accuracy issues. So, you know, you're saying he can't throw the ball. Well, Josh Allen really can't that well either. Like, as in, like, that well, like, he's not elite. That side passing stats on a side note, little asterisk, they're really inflated. They're really inflated. Football is more of an anomaly in the passing game, obviously, in the last 15 years than ever. So it's like, you know, even John Elway, if you go back and look at those quarters, you know, like a John Elway's accuracy, it's not super great. I don't think he had any years that weren't double-digit interceptions either, John Elway. So it's like there's a whole thing where, um, you know, I think the quarterback position is overrated. It's just Josh Allen running the ball doesn't help him be better than Tyrod Taylor. And he's running in a meaningless fucking game. 
You know what I mean? Like actually, I, I think, think his long term potential is what makes him better than than Tyrod Taylor. Not which is why I'm down th- with it. I'm down with that. Not that he ran three weeks in a row that looked good doing it. Like that's not what makes. He has the ability to make throws that no one in the NFL can make. Um, he's shown that a couple times this year, and you're just hoping he gets better from year one to year two, which does happen. Look at literally any example ever: Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, there's just endless top 10 quarterbacks being better in year two. Like, I mean, it's just, it's not like fake, but I think Bill's fans are so, you know, jaded and pessimistic. Yeah, that they're, they, they got all hyped because he ran for 300 yeah, yard I mean, games. Cool. And it's like, no, that's, that's not why you should be hyped. That's cool. He could do it, but that's not the recipe to being a quote unquote, what all you fucking people want to see in a quarterback. And, and I don't give a fuck as long as he wins, but I'm going to talk about the drama because it's kind of funny. You know, it's just like pick what you like, pick what you don't. But there's do a you, lot of people. Do you want them to win against Miami, or do you do you prefer having a top five? They're pick? probably gonna win and fuck up the draft because at this point, I'm in draft mode. I'm getting in my draft talk. I'm getting fucking stoked for the Bills to take a defensive tackle. What if I probably goes pick out six. looking great? What if he I goes can't out? wait for them to push Kyle Williams out of retirement, and that's all sarcasm. But he's probably gonna fucking retire, and they'll take a defensive tackle. Um, I think they really botched the fucking free agency you know you didn't ask me about it on my own show here um they really botched free agency um not getting a guy available in trent murphy and but when he's playing i really like him um i think he i noticed him you know what i mean uh uh, what's your thoughts on trent murphy when he plays i think he's a good rotational defensive end like i don't really have any problems with I don't have a major problem with the Bills' front four, really. Overpaid? A tiny bit, but who isn't? Tiny bit? has to get a contract. Tiny bit? Yeah, I think a tiny bit. I don't think anything, like, egregious. What's your thoughts on Starla Tulley, Ben? You're a a big Marcel fan. We had the talks earlier in the year. Um, I don't think he's... I I I don't quite have the ability to tell you exactly everything he does right, but I can tell you the players say that a lot of the defensive production is due to his abilities just to to play defense. So, I mean, I think that you have to account for something with that. Like, if he's right for the scheme and he's one of four defensive linemen, I don't know. I don't think he'll see the end of this contract, but I think that's what you had to pay to get a – a guy that's the right fit for your team. Yeah, I don't know. Now, do you sure, think uh, do you think Lorenzo Alexander will be around? Yeah, yeah, I do think he'll be back. What about uh, I loved Matt Milano's game. Yeah, I think you'll have the same linebacking core. I think you'll have a lot of the same defense. They pluck two cornerbacks out of thin air. I'll give them. You got to give them that. Yo, Whether- dude, Taron Johnson really fucking stoked on that kid. He plays some mean like football, like. People are just getting hit. Like he's. I mean, th- they have two of the top three rookie cornerbacks beside um, from Carolina or excuse me from Cleveland, Denzel Ward. I mean, Levi Wallace and Taron Johnson are like two of the top three rookie corners. Um, so you, I mean, you hit two corners there. I mean, you you could save your ability to not you need to use draft picks or money. So you have two really young players on rookie deals, making nothing. Um, to add to Trey White, who's relatively making nothing. I mean, so you have three corners. You really only need four in a year. I mean, 
Dude, you're, you're I just feel shape. so bad for the Bills' defense, but it's like watching a no-hitter in fucking baseball, man. Like, that's kind of a good analogy. Watching this year for football has been like watching baseball. Second quarter, and the Bills just have zero fucking points more times than I could, I, than I could ever remember. And yeah. And I'm just like, why am I here? Why am I here? Okay, don't tell me, dog. Way we set up your calf for disaster. Be creative, okay? I'll give you the Cordy Glenn point. All right, I'm gonna use that ammunition against myself. All right, I'll give you that Cordy Glenn point. That's a decent point in hindsight. It worked out, okay? But maybe, maybe not. Andy Dalton was throwing for some good fucking yards, and you need to protect the goddamn quarterback. And you got Lashawn McCoy, who can escape a fucking left tackle, fucking up. That said. I got to see some upgrades on the coaching staff. It's just McDermott doesn't realize or the PR team doesn't realize or give a fuck, which is good in their favor, I guess, that he gives nothing at pressers. He gives nothing. Um, He's been better, I should say. Some people joke about, yeah, now that he's out, he gives, he's been better. I mean, but some people like, make fun of people for caring and I'm, I'm in the camp of wanting him to say more. I don't need him to tell us everything um, or strategy. Definitely not. But like, you can give me some personnel notes. You can tell me certain things. You can tell me someone was bad. There's no, there's no reason you can't tell that like, to, you know, come out and say like, yeah, I played, you know, X player, Calvin Benjamin. He sucked. Like he was bad. I mean, toward the very end, he kind of did, but you know, there's, there's no reason that you can't, you know, show that you can give people back something like, yeah, that we put a lot into this and this player wasn't up to expectations. But, I mean, he's a player's coach. He's going to go up there and say nothing. What is um, a word we agreed on maybe earlier? Would it be hypocrite? Did we say that I think he, I think he, yeah, I mean, he's, he's hypocritical in some of his beliefs, definitely. I, mean, I definitely think uh, – I think he tries to stand tall with his – passion and dedication and hard work and dirt and grit and i mean he stays consistent there but yeah i mean i think there's some hypocrisies with uh the way you manage or 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 then not hold people accountable um those those are terms that should go with your mantra but i think the defensive point dave and i know it's one like you know it's like you, you relate to a no hitter you have three really good defensive linemen hughes alexander Shaq lawson they're edge defenders no matter where they play. I mean, you, you signed Trent Murphy and, and Starla Tua to play in this defense. You drafted Harrison Phillips. I mean, you have two corners and Trey White and, and Levi off Wallace and then Taron Johnson. I mean, you have you know your two safeties that everyone knows and, and a decent linebacking core. You add a player or two there, and you're done. I mean, I think the argument is that you can add a corner, maybe a defensive tackle if Kyle leaves, and, and be done with it, right? And, and, and the rest of the money – Offensive linemen aren't receivers. Like I know we talk about AJ Green. Yo, get me a they'll center. Play for, they'll a f- play for eight to ten million dollars anywhere. Get me anywhere. a fucking center in the first round. I'm not even kidding. I think they go out and sign Matt Paradis from Denver, the number uh, one ranked center. Yeah, but isn't um, he like thirty? I mean, so he's a center. I mean, so offensive linemen play forever, especially centers. Is he going to want to come to Buffalo? Wood. I don't think he'll mind. Yeah, I mean. 
He's 27 too, by the way. But yeah, I mean, I think he'll. Is he 27? I'm sorry. That's my favorite. That's my favorite contract. I thought there was an older guy. I thought he was older than that. That's definitely the guy I was thinking about. No. I mean, I think they make a good poll for him. Are you sure he's only 27? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So he's going into his first contract year then. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite time. That's my favorite time. But he's I think you draft get... the tackle. You add him to Dawkins. You just sign Paradis. I mean, I think there's light at the end of the You're tunnel You're telling there. me there's no fucking playoff team they could use a center right now? No I mean, not perennial... they can afford to pay him 8 to $10 million. No. Look, no, I don't. Really? I don't. No. I don't believe that there would be an option to come center and anchor a team and be a stalwart, um, get paid over the long term, you know, come watch a rookie quarterback grow. I mean, he's got to believe in Josh Allen. Whoever comes here has got to see Josh Allen as a leader. Um, how, do I think Josh Jets, Allen can, how do the Jets look at center? They just paid a ton of money to Spencer Long. Last offseason. Okay. Um, because the, the the Bills need to get a guy who can make the proper checks at the line. You know what I mean? Eric and that's would, what that would be Paradis. I mean, I think if you give him what he's looking for, you give him responsibility, you tell him he's part of something special, look at how good the defense is, number one, in a lot of categories. You tell him he's playing with a rookie quarterback, give him, give him the money he wants in the years. I mean, I think it's I don't think it's an unlucrative position to be in. I mean, sure, a diva like, you know. All character. It depends on the character. Sure. And he might be the right. And I think offensive linemen are generally the characters we're looking for. Yeah, offensive linemen, you open up the fucking bank account, you go, look, dude. Right. Look, man. And then, but but a receiver doesn't have a choice. None of them are free. Do you know why none of them are free agents? Because they get traded. So unfortunately, Uh no matter what AJ Green wants, if he was sent to Buffalo for a third round pick, guess what? He's receiver one here. He doesn't have a choice. No, I agree, dude. I agree, dude. Um, Okay, I like this idea. So, you know, I'll turn this around for a minute here, and then I'll let you go because uh, I want to talk to you soon. Um, it's uh, just heartbreaking for me here. I guess the season has been painful because I really believe the way everything laid out. I projected it in my head that, um, you know, if the Bills just handled their business, which is just worry about your division games. The Pats are right where we want them. Brady's on a decline. A very winnable game. Most winnable mm-hmm. Patriots game I've ever seen in a long time was that last one. And, um, you know, they sat Charles Clay. Kroon was kind of eh. And fucking Logan Thomas. Eh. And I've been like that. Eh. Uh, your Kroon is not a strong blocker. Um, but I'm psyched on their hands. Mm-hmm. And it kind of answered that question that I was saying to people and on Twitter, oh, just cut clay, cut clay. I go, yo, I am about it lately. But then I see $4.5 million in dead cap, and then I see these guys drop the balls. So, you know, I don't fucking know. Charles Clay's always had a very good attitude, and not for nothing. How about all the years Charles Clay's been fucking stuck here and nobody throws him the ball? If that dude went to, like, if that dude had the opportunity that, like, a Greg Olson had, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, dude, the Bills need the whole offense. Like, they right. need a whole offense. They have 10 picks, and I'm just looking for the Bills to be smart. If they're fucking smart, I don't know what the fuck you get. 
in the draft. The Bills okay? also don't need the money, like especially next year. Like he's going to be paid four point five million dollars no matter what. Is he worth another four point five million? I don't know. Maybe I, I might keep him. I might keep him and Jason Crome and, and pick up a tight end. They're done. You have three tight ends. Logan Thomas is a disaster. Yeah, and why wouldn't you keep a guy in his contract years so he can latch on with somebody else? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Show dude? out and play good. You're paying him anyways. Why take more dad cap? Yeah, you don't yeah. need the money. Was Calvin Benjamin ever just straight up inactive for sucking? No, he just got his snaps reduced and then cut. Yeah, and it's just like, that's what I'm talking about, man. Fucking favorites. He plays these fucking favorites, and it's like, Calvin Benjamin just, like, I literally just saw him walk off the field during a play. Like, off the field, right in front of me. Like, during a fucking play. Josh Allen's, like, running around for his life, and he kind of, like, trots off to the sidelines. Like, what? You fucking retard. Uh, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. God damn it. He's a fucking moron, dude. Just just lazy. Just lazy. And then he makes good plays. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like, where is your fucking head? But, like, dude, right. I can't judge Calvin Benjamin. I'm only going by what I see. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was a, one of the first people to back him on Twitter with the whole Cam Newton thing because I'm very empathetic. You know, dude lost his mom and stuff. And, like, who knows, dude? There's so much pressure on these players, and I'm sitting here talking shit, you know, about them. That's why I try not to point out fucking players. I'd rather point out, like, one of six coaches than fucking, one, or not one of six, but, like, one of, what, ten maybe? coaches then point out like one of 53 and having like 45 of them be just hanging on for dear life you know what i mean trying to pay their family all this pressure outside of football all these people asking to fucking pay them and this and that and then they get stuck in a shitty fucking system and and they lose their morale and then they're Mm -hmm. out of the fucking league man and it's just like Dude. I mean, if you if you want some hope for players, I mean, you have another undrafted free agent on a four hundred thousand dollars contract in Robert Foster, who's ranked thirty sixth overall, which is a wide receiver too. In Dude, this he's a great story. I can't wait to have a podcast just on Robert Foster because I was looking at him at camp. And I... No, he's a wide receiver too for free. Dude, you I have was... a wide receiver three in Zay Jones. I mean, go out and Dude, get. Dude, I think Zay Jones is a two all day. I think Zay Jones is. Very I think he's good. a three, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I think he belongs in the slot. And then you have Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver four, who's a special teamer. So guess what? If you go out and get a dynamite number one, I think that can change the and an offensive line. I think that that can change things a lot, dude. Get me some fucking like take all that money. I'm telling you right now. You know how you solve that problem? Here's how you fix the bills, Kevin. Piggyback your idea, okay? You figure out a number one receiver. Okay, you, you don't AJ even... Green. Like, I mean, okay, okay. Say so you did. That works. It's a band aid. It could pay off. Because uh, you know Josh Allen's going to rip it. And that's that's a good part. So, um, I think you go out and get the best available receiver via the trade market. Yeah, definitely. It's not, it, it's not there via the the free agent market. So just go out what, and get the best. Where's like a Deshaun Jackson? Is he long term over there? Even though no, he's older? He already said today that he wants out of Tampa. Really? Why? He just doesn't think he's getting enough playing time. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and that dude was doing monster fucking fantasy a couple of weeks, I thought, too. Yeah, so. So that's what I'm saying. Like, a guy like that, to me, okay, yo, we can roll with this. Because you got you got fast fucking dudes. You got fast fucking dudes. And my point is this. Take that goddamn cat money. 
And invest in your left guard, your fucking center number one. Number one, your center. That right. dude needs to understand where fucking Josh Allen's hands are in his nutsack ASAP. And then you go get Matt Paradis. Get Matt Paradis. Get me a goddamn left guard. Get me a left guard. Deion Dawkins is a man. I'm a big supporter. He's versatile. Okay. Right okay. guard, Miller, if he's... Is it is his it, is it contract up this year? Yeah, he's done. They're all done. Him and Mills are both gone. I think... And Groy's gone. They're not going to cut... They're going to probably cut Bodine. I mean, literally, all you're going to have is Wyatt Teller. You're going to have Wyatt Teller. And you're going to have... Um, Deion Dawkins. I mean, that's it. Now, what's I mean, happening with to... Wyatt Tower? He had a really good first game. Yeah, he's been great. He hasn't been great, honestly. Um, but the whole line sucks, so you don't really know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like I really don't know. So Wyatt Tower. I think you can roll with him and Dawkins. Sign three offensive linemen. Things are totally different. And I'm saying his depth. I don't think you can roll with him. Yeah, I mean, he he leaves you options, but otherwise, those are the only two that you keep. I mean. I mean, you're really not keeping Dude, okay, else. okay. So here's a problem I have is this is such like baseline conversation because it's really what is the coaching scheme going to be? You know what I mean? Because what people forget is he yeah, had those 32 picks around, but like there's more positions in this sport than any sport, and there's mm-hmm. different techniques for each position on top of that, so they're splitting even more fucking hairs here. And right. but they're important here is be split. And and those they, they have to fall into a certain place. So when I'm looking at the team and I don't even know what they're gonna be doing for the offensive line, mm-hmm. I mean it has a big effect. Like they gotta have offensive coordinators on or off yeah, off offensive fucking line coaches ready to go. Um Right, you I know. agree. I mean, you're only going to have a tackle that you're going to start, Deion Dawkins, and you're going to bring in two rookie guards for depth and Teller and Ike Botker. Other than that, man, you're going to have two guard depth players who aren't bad depth players. You're going to have a starting tackle, but you're going to need to go out and find four offensive linemen to add to those three that you already have, and then probably another you know, rookie or veteran depth. So... I mean, you're going to overhaul that entire offensive line. You're going to probably bring in a new offensive line coach. You're going to overhaul the special teams. And you're going to go out and get yourself a wide receiver one. And then on the top of that, you're going to go do defensive tackle, like I just said, and you're going to get a cornerback. And that's it. I mean, team could be a lot better. And the tight end probably too. I mean, you have 90 million. I mean, your team could be a lot better, Dave. And then 10 draft picks. What the, I mean, the- you're talking about the difference between – Five and ten, and and or or back to what you're saying, ten and six, dude. It's it's I gotta know the first piece. Like, what are they doing for the line? First piece is they're going out and getting a center. They're getting a center, and they're gonna build that offensive line. It doesn't matter before you do that. That's what I'm really saying. Care. That's like literally. That's and that's what my priority last year too, which is like, yo, man, get Josh Allen. That's cool, but like, I don't even know damn linebacker. And no. I'm not ripping after on the two me. offensive linemen are retired. They didn't have any money left. They knew they were fucked. Yeah, but you could have gotten, you know, two of 14 offensive linemen in uh, rounds two and three. So, I agree, but they look, they they feel, they think they filled needing a linebacker ever again. So whatever. I mean, you're going to do it this year. 
I just look at it like this. You got a four-year shelf life, and you gave up uh, a lot for the pick. I'm stoked on Evans' length and his play ability, and he's young, man, so I'll give it to him. You know what I mean? I have the it. Mil- the Milano-Edmonds combo could be good for many, many oh, years. Dude, I think, I mean, I think that was Zoe, their goal. I think Zoe could play for two more years, too. So there you go. Guess what? You yeah. don't even need a touch linebacker. No, I'm just saying take that fucking money. And get me the offensive line. Get me those. That's what they're going to Get me the though. left, right guard, and right tackles who, you know, were in the wrong system and they were promising and now they're coming off. Dude, I don't care if you invest fucking $50 million this year in the offensive line. Go make it happen. Go make it happen. Pay your center and then find me somebody that's solid to wedge between the center and Dawkins. If Teller grades out that way to your, to to somebody who knows the fuck they're looking at, and I don't know if that's McDermott sometimes, if it rates out to somebody who that is, cool. You know? Um, if that's Teller, even better, man. If not, address it. You know, right side of the line. you got to have, like, one side that's dope. Make the left side dope for fucking Josh Allen. Make it awesome. Make it money. You know what I mean? That's all. And yeah, then, I mean, and go out and get a receiver, too. I mean, there's about seven or eight names. I mean, people knock the list, but there's about seven or eight wide receiver twos out there. Um, this offseason, I mean, you have Golden Tate. You have Adam Humphreys. You have Robbie Anderson, John Brown. You have Tyrell Williams, a guy from the Chargers who I really like. You have Devin Funches. I mean, there's names out there that you can go and get that are wide receiver twos in free agency. So... Well, also, I forgot to mention an offensive line, though. A lot of good offensive linemen, I feel like, around round three. Like, you know what I was pissed about the draft, Kevin? Is your rounds two and three are my favorite. Like, they're literally mm-hmm. my favorite rounds. Yeah, they didn't have any picks at the end of the day. They yeah, took yeah, so I really like offense. You know, John Miller was very promising under Rex for his two years. Very, very promising, you know. So, I'm really looking forward to, like, you know, you can get me, you can get me an offensive lineman in the third round. I'll be stoked. You know what I mean? First round, I'll open or whatever because they're going to be elite. But if if you if, if you're telling me that the Bills were to trade back their pick and clear some cat or make more cap room, do whatever the fuck you got to do. You know, get creative. You know, but if if they take a fucking running back. Oh my fucking god! Oh my fucking god, back, dude, dude, Dave! They're not, they're not gonna take him. How early are you talking, dude? The Bills are the Bills are due to take a running back. It's totally a Bills. Not move. in the first three rounds, dude. Who are they gonna have run the ball? It's tough to, I mean, they keep pumping LaShawn McCoy. They say he's in their plans. So, <laughs> with a good offensive line, he's under contract, making 10 million. He's not going anywhere on his own. I agree. I'm a McCoy fan. I'm as big as it gets, even if he doesn't really. So, I don't you yeah, know. The so more I say that, about. I don't know because of things I hear. But you have nothing to worry about. There's a bunch of backup running backs available. The Tevin Coleman's of the world. Mark Ingram's a free agent. Tevin Coleman. Latavius Murray. I mean, there's a ton of good Dude, Mark Ingram's got to be 30 by now, right? Who? Mark Ingram? Yeah, he's 29. 
Tevin Coleman's 26. I mean, but Ingram have, barely got hit any playing time for his few years. Yeah, I mean, he's got no miles on there. And then he had four games of suspension. I mean, TJ Yeldon's a great name. I mean, there's there's Alex Collins. It's a decent free agent list. Okay. I'd mess I'd mess around with it to find a guy to, to put Dude, behind. you could bring... I was thinking about before I called you today. You could bring me back who they got this year. I was stoked on Chris Ivory. I was one of the rare people stoked on Chris Ivory. I like Chris okay. Ivory. Okay, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Roll with those two. Maybe draft the guy in the fifth or sixth round. Why not? Sure. Yeah, it's their problems are fixable. It's just like really hard for me to slot it because it's easier. Just for me think to about be- it, Dave. I know it's tough sometimes to say like, why would anyone come? I and I agree with you. Like when it comes to like the number one free agent, like why would they come here? I agree. I agree with that. Everyone's like, oh, all it takes is money. It's like, yeah, to a but point. But that's not true for the middle guys, the guys that make eight million. I mean, those guys. They want a starting chance. They want five years, and they want eight million a year. Uh-huh. I don't think that th- they're going to come here. They're going to look at the roster and say, "This team has a ton of money. A quarterback they just drafted. He's shown some good stuff. I don't, you know, I'm going to go there. They're going to offer me the most money." Yeah, I agree with you, dude. Um, I think there's, a, I think there's an approach, especially at all. Yeah, maybe that's not always true at receiver, but that's especially true at, at, at offensive lineman. They're going to say, we can go build an offensive lineman, and this team's going to be better. Dude, they just got to win me back, man. The way the Bills win me back, bro, is they just do smart shit. They do smart people shit. I think that they'll get a quarterback's coach, for sure. I think they'll get an offensive line coach, and they'll build an offensive line. They'll get a new special teams coordinator, and they'll keep their picks for once. Dude, I would love to be a special teams coordinator. You think they'd hire me? I mean, you're better than Danny Crossman. I know. So I'm telling you. I mean, I don't have any issues with them paying you to do that. Like, I mean, you're definitely better. Well, Kevin, where can we find you in your content? I'm at Kevin Misery on Twitter at Locked On Bills. I'm pretty exclusive over there right now, nowhere else, except for if I'm on another show. Um, those are those are my main areas right now. We'll see what 2019 bring. Might be bring a new year for me too. I don't know yet. Yeah, don't, don't mean to mind. be ghosting you, dog. But you know, how's that basement that? You know, <laughs> it's a good basement, Dave. Great basement, right? No, it's great. It came out awesome. Then Dave, a lot of the reason why had a good carpenter, had a good drywall team. Great drywall team. Great, great guy who framed the ceiling down around soffits. I mean, know. framed around soffits. Yeah. Maybe I'll build a little office to keep Dave busy. I don't know. Yeah, dude, you should build a little fucking beat shack for yourself. I mean, there's room on the other side, dude. Right under the stairs where you belong, too. I know. And we could even sound that in it so your wife won't hear you. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I might I might make a little little office on one side and turn that little corner back corner into a do a bar for fun. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Fucking That's a good way for your wife to find you with the pants down, drunk behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. As long as the kids don't see, dude. You know what I mean? Not until they're like fucking twenty, and then it's nah, like, "Oh, not. dad! Oh, dad! Oh, dad! Well, it's just no. dad." You know? No, they're not gonna see me do that. Oh my I god! I don't do those kind of things, Dave. I don't do those kind of things. All right, dude, Kevin, you have a good night, man. It was great talking to you as always. So, Dave, great being on. I, I look forward to speaking with you in the next couple, maybe weeks. We'll see. All right, well, that's been Podcast 216, folks. As always, I'm your host, David Falero. Follow along, numbillsfan.com. Twitter, Instagram's fun as hell. 
and uh, Facebook, I guess. Um, at least that's my mood right now. Uh, and also, punchdrunksports.com. Follow them at punchdrunk on Twitter and everywhere. Great podcast if you love comedians. And uh, if you're into fun shit, Tinfoil Hat Podcast with Sam Tripley. Really fun. So that's all I got for you folks. And uh, goodbye.